Hello and welcome to another Liverpool Way podcast after an incredible last gasp win at Nottingham Forest. Darwin Nunez is now the new sheriff of Nottingham after coming off the bench to head the winner in the 99th minute and ensure we'll end the weekend still in top spot no matter what City and Arsenal do. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and I'm joined for this by John Gallagher and a man who's just got back from the city ground, Julian Richards. Okay, Jules, start with you. You were there. Tell us about it. Uh, I was talking to John um, before the uh, last game, and I was saying, like, you know, I don't really go that mad about goals anymore. Just like a, a product of age, and like you've seen a lot of things, and especially in the house, you know, I don't go mad for goals. And uh, even at, even in the ground, like, I, I don't often go mad for goals anymore because I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's just the sort of thing I do. And then within the last week. I've gone like absolutely mad for, two, for a goal in the house in the in the cup final, and then that goal today just an absolutely mad. It's just like the sort of it. it, it I said to um to Mark who was who was stood next to him was like that. That's the sort of thing that feels like all right. We might actually win the league this year. Yeah. The way that happened. Um, I, up until then, it it felt really like stodgy and the tempo wasn't quite right and all that kind of stuff that sometimes happens in away performances. Um, and I don't not necessarily think away performances like that are like a, a reflection of poor play from the team. I just think it's sometimes harder to play away from home than it is, at, you know, than it is at home. And the ref, you sort of your performances reflect that. Um, I thought we were the better team for the most part. Forrest had a little spell towards the end of the first half there where they were okay, but that was a classic like Nuno performance where he was just trying to kill the clock. Catch us on the break and then maybe keep it tight till the end and nick something. Um, and as as we were getting the clock was ticking down and we'd sort of played all our cards and it was just like I don't I don't feel like this is gonna happen. And then I cried one in because I said, ah, oh, you know these conceded a goal late on against United midweek. I said, you know, so they've got it in them. And then I went, but that doesn't usually happen to the same to the same team within a couple of days. So <laughs> I'd laid the groundwork for a bit of crying it in, yeah. and then obviously. That goal happened. Darwin came close just beforehand, um, where he sort of flicked it on, and the goalkeeper. It looked closer than it was. You know, I've seen the replay of that. I thought it was like dead on the line. It wasn't quite that close, but I thought that was it. That was the chance gone. Um, but no, Darwin was not to be denied, and that was just a quality header, a quality moment. And I think perhaps my favourite was after the game, when everyone was chanting his name. He came over to the away end. He was listening. And then he was like, no, I'll have more. And he was raising his arms like, do it more, more, louder, louder. Uh, the crazy fool. Um, just manic scenes at the end there. It was just absolutely incredible. Loved it. That's what it's all about. Like a 3 p.m. away game at Forest on a Saturday. That's what, you know, that's like classic football there. That's, that's 1980s, 1990s football. And then to have that sort of finish, um, which has got to be demoralising for like, a little bit for City and Arsenal who are yeah. seeing us like sort of chug along and they think, oh, we, you know, Arsenal are dreaming. Or we, we'll definitely be Sheffield United on Monday and then we'll be top and uh, or we might be top or City are thinking, oh, we're, we're definitely going to beat Manchester United. We're going to be top. And we were facing the prospect of like finishing the weekend in third mm. or some mad stuff. But no, um, just absolutely a shot in the arm. And yeah, I don't think I've celebrated a goal like that since... 
I won't say since last Sunday because that's different when you when you're at home. But like in the ground, I can't remember celebrating a goal like that for a long, long time. Just incredible, loved it. What, what was beautiful the, moment? What was the away end like being in there when that happened? Ah, uh, you know, like because <clears throat> uh, people are very. <laughs> People are very quick to like sort of make hyperbolic statements that you think, yeah, that's not happened. Like sometimes someone will send a video and someone will go, oh, that's had me cry and laugh. And it's like, as if fuck, like shut up, as it made you cry and laugh. And I don't believe that for a second. And you know, sometimes you see these like goals, late goals, and people like limbs everywhere. And you're like, yeah, whatever, I, you know, I'm not having that. That was actually like limbs everywhere. Like everyone just flew over seats and like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's just like, manic celebrations that that it happened at at the away end as well in, in the co- in the same corner as well uh i think i think forest fan came on the pitch i don't know if he was having a go he definitely came on the pitch but i don't know if he was having a go at whether he was having a go at forest for bottling it or he was trying to get the referee he wasn't trying to get at our lads um and he had to be dragged off and talked off so that was like that added to the sort of main year of it at the end and obviously the subs bench cleared and that added to it, and it just like it took forever for everyone to clear out from the corner after we'd scored. But yeah, it was manic, and it was just like the the Nunes chant was sang lustily, and then the away end was singing, "He's just a shit Andy Carroll," <laughs> which I didn't join in with because like I got I got the sentiment, but I still wasn't having it because yeah. a I always thought Andy Carroll was all right, and yeah. b I felt like it should have been he's not a shit Andy Carroll or something I don't know, but like the, the away end was singing like he's, he's a shit Andy Carroll like that. It's um. It was yeah, it was it was absolutely manic. I loved it. Just just one of those great great uh, away days. Um, and it was so nearly not. It was so nearly like an absolutely yeah. frustrating afternoon where things weren't clicking. And um, you know, you often say, Dave, like that Darwin brings that sort of X factor to the front line. And there was no pace up front no. for large parts of it. We weren't able to drag them from what it was all too slow. We weren't able to drag them. We we tried some nice crossfield balls, tried to get Bradley involved and Robbo, but it just be kept coming down the middle and McAllister trying to thread it through the Ivan Needle and all that kind of stuff. And like Gomez is doing all right in that six, but you know he's not. You know you're asking him a lot to sort of sort of keep that in check and then try to keep forward momentum at the same time. Um, and you just needed Nunez on. You needed the pace. You needed that that rapid. Uh, speeds that up front and I, I do honestly he got a little bit he had a little bit of moments but he, he still we were still trying to play it through the Ivan needle too many times it was and I suppose the best thing I can say is there was no panic like there was no I think Elliot had one shot but it was clear he should not be having the shot because there were too many bodies in front of him on his right but foot for the most, as well yeah. yeah yeah but for the most part I don't think the players did panic like like I was panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like properly started like to, to to panic, but the players never seemed to do so. Um, they kept trying to play it, just kind of work the angles, and they got better at working the wider angles as the game went on. Simicast coming on, um, you know, again he he got wide as much as he could. Uh, McAllister moving forward into the eight. Um, you can see like. I was just all too congested in the middle, but you could see like there were a couple of clever little balls that were on. It was just like there's not enough room. You know, you just need like a half a yard here or there, or, or maybe like a, a, a sort of a mo, uh, someone like that to sort of drag it out wide, just create a little bit more space. But under the circumstances, yeah, just a, you know, that's gone from stodge to like the finest meal you can possibly have. <laughs> drinking, drinking lots of uh, 
internet and forest uh, fans tears tremendous yeah John are you thinking Villa away in the title season is that the the moment yeah it's a bit later in the season but you know the same context isn't it it's like you know it's like a gut punch isn't mm-hmm. it to Arsenal City there it's like you know the you know we had drop points you know we're the first one to blink um you know even though I know it's uh, City drop points a couple of weeks ago against Chelsea, but um, it was one of those games. You like, you can never write us off scoring late on because you know how many times has that happened this season? I think we've got like we're way in front of anyone else in terms yeah, of miles last minute goals, like miles ahead of anyone. So even though it looked like we wouldn't score, you're just thinking back in your mind something could happen just because. You know, we believe that it could. It's just what what we've been brought up with under Klopp over recent years. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I watched the game on my own. It was like, you know, as Julian said, we had that conversation a few weeks back about celebrating goals, and you know, I shrieked like, you know, it's like an, uh, <laughs> I think the cat jumped anyway. Let's just say and shot out of the out of the living room. Um, but yeah, it was just a fantastic moment, even though I was on my own to celebrate it and. You know, the best I could do is scream in, in our WhatsApp chat, uh, fucking get in or something like that, whatever mm. it was. Um, yeah, so in the context of the season, I'm hopeful that, you know, that could be a pivotal moment. Um, still a lot of football to be played, but, you know, you've got to feel good about things. You, you know, we were a minute away from feeling quite bad about things, but in the blink of an eye, you know, Not I even feel a minute, pretty... like seconds. Yeah. I mean, if that ball seconds, goes over yeah. Darwin's head and it goes out for a goal mm. kick, that's it, the whistle's going. That's it. It was one of them as the game went on. Uh, you know, I think Brownie touched on it in the WhatsApp chat about he thinks the game will be won off the bench, and, you know, he's absolutely right. You know, Darwin coming No shit, it. Sherlock, fucking. Big yeah. grey brownie there. <laughs> <Big> brownie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be one off the bench. We had Nunes on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's banging form at the moment, isn't he? He's playing with confidence. Um, and, you know, that's what the second fantastic header in a number of weeks he scored. You know, was the one against Burnley was, you know, phenomenal header as well. Um, and that was a really good header today. But, yeah, as Julian said, we kept working space and working angles. Um, the subs were absolutely, you know, the right ones to make. You know, thought Cody stayed on a bit longer than what I'd have kept him on for, but yeah. all's well that ends well. And it's like, you know, bring it on. You know, what I've run into the season, we're going to have. Yeah, uh, I, I thought, like, when it went into extra time, I thought we'd get a winner in extra time. I actually said to Chris, because um, Chris had said something about, like, this has been bad and that, and I was like, yeah, absolute shit, but I still think we'll nick it, but I've got to be honest, when it got to about, like, 97, at that point, I'm like, no, we're, we're not nicking it at all, so that was, like, such a bonus for it to end the way it did. Um, bit of controversy, I suppose, in, in some ways, like, I understand why Forrester are pissed off about it, but they are conveniently overlooking that the same thing happened in the first half, where a player went down with a head injury, referee has to stop the game, but they're told that they've got to do it. So there's no point crying about Tierney stopping the game, which, you know, they, and they were accusing Forrest, uh, sorry, Forrest fans were accusing Canate of faking a head injury. If you actually see the incident, he gets whacked on the head. Just because Canate is like a, a tough lad who just gets up doesn't mean he didn't take a big bang on the head. So there's nothing well, I... untoward going on there. 
you know, if um, Forrest, they, they had so many head injuries today. It was like an NFL season out there, like a full season. The amount mm. of people were going down with head injuries. Um, and it's like the loophole, isn't it? Like the, the game has to be stopped yeah. because it's a head injury. And like, again, players like will take advantage of any loophole, any rule that they can to cheat. Um, and I'm sure a few of them may have been head injuries, but for the most part today, again, it felt like Forrest were gaming the system a little bit. The I don't one, know. The one, there uh, was two, two buttons in at the time, time, time wasting. Yeah. Well, that that's so another thing. Like, that it's a separate issue, but it's that's why we played over the night, the eight minutes, mm-hmm. just because of their time wasting. It's a minimum of eight minutes. Yeah. Like I've seen Forest fans on Twitter crying it in about uh, you know the time as it's on, but it's a minimum of eight minutes, isn't it? So they had two players booked for they, time wasting in stoppage time. It, it, so in, of course it's going to get added yeah, on. Yeah. And let's not forget that they had two corners after the 90 minutes and not once did they rush to take them. One they took short. Um, you know, they they weren't exactly, even when That's they had a chance to Gibbs possibly... That's when Gibbs White got booked because he took yeah. too long taking the corner. Yeah, you know, you've got the chance to try and win the game there and you're, you know, sling up in, put you know, put something into the mixer, all that kind of good stuff. Instead, you're like, nah, do you know what? You're time We're just trying to yeah. play at the club. Cla- so it was classic Nuno. We've seen it all before with Wolves. Yeah. Um. So it's not, it's nothing new. And again, it, you can try and play that way, but you have to just be prepared that there might be a nasty sting in the tail. Yeah. It's a bit of a strange, like if that's what the rule is, which I've, I've done a little bit of reading up after the game and from what I can gather, uh, there was a slight difference between their one and our one. So in the first half, Harvey has a shot and it hits their player on the head. He goes down. Yeah. We had the ball. Referee stops the game and gives the ball back to Forrest. Now, apparently, the ball was in the penalty area. So if it's in their penalty area, it's not like a drop ball contested with two teams and you're not expected to give them it back. It just goes to the defensive team, apparently, if the ball's still in the area. That's what I've read, so I'm assuming that, that that's that was the case. The second one, which was their one, the ball wasn't in the penalty area. It comes out wide to Hudson Adoy. But I'm not sure, I'd need to watch it back, but I think Tierney blows the whistle before Hudson Adoy touches the ball. But if the incident, if which, the player's down in the penalty area, is it not to the same principle? I don't think so, no. I think it depends on where the ball then it then goes. Because they're in possession, so I mean, what should happen really is you, you have to stop the game. That, that's Competitive the rule. drop ball. I, well, it depends. If their player's got the ball with nobody around them, the right thing to do is a, an uncontested drop ball in that position so their player's got the ball. So mm. you basically carry on where it was. That that would be the right thing to do. But that's not how it works. And in the first half, we didn't get the ball because it was in the area. So it's like the ball went back to Forrest. And I think if Tierney's blown the whistle before Hudson Odoi touched the ball, well, then I think he's just applied the same logic where defensive team gets the ball. Now, until today, I had no idea that that was the case. I thought you just give the ball back to whichever team had had it. And I'm sure the Forest fans in the stadium, that's what they thought. So when they see that happening, if they've not really noticed that it had happened in the first half then they're going to be fucking fuming about it. So I, I do understand... Oh, no, they knew it happened in the first half. Not all of them did. You know, there'll be mm. people watching that who've not really noticed and then they've seen that and they've gone, hang on a minute, we're on the attack. Why have we not got the ball? I understand why they'd be pissed off. Now, if they go home and they see that, you know, almost identical things happened in the first half and the referee's given it that way, I'd like to think most of them will be like, you know what, okay, so 
it's it's a shit rule. I don't know if he's even applied the rule correctly, but he did it exactly the same for both teams. So it's not a case of us getting screwed. Because the, the first, I put the car the car radio on after I dropped my dad off. And first call as a Forest fan, and the first thing out of his mouth, Premier League corruption. I'm like, oh, oh fuck off. And Jamie O'Hara just tore him a new one. He was He's saying, like, you know, referees make mistakes. It's nothing to do with corruption. What are you talking about? Now, they, Jamie O'Hara, I don't think he watched the game, so he wasn't aware of a lot of the stuff that had gone on. But this Forest fan, he says, Jaden Dan should have been sent off for the challenge on the goalkeeper. Andy Robertson should have been sent off for taking out Nico Williams with an elbow. And then that happened at the end. And I'm listening to her going, have you fucking listened to yourself? You sound like an Evertonian. It was just absolute <laughs> ridiculous conspiracy theory nonsense. If And it's all this like big six bollocks. They're as bad as Everton now because they're both getting charged. They're, they're like crying corruption, conspiracies and all that. If there was a conspiracy for us to win that game, all they would have had to do was just get VAR to check every single fucking corner that we had and you can pick out somebody getting dragged to the floor by the shirt and you could just give a penalty for any of them. If that was what it, it was about, protecting the big six and punishing Forrest because of the cheats and, and all of that nonsense, they could have just given us probably half a dozen penalties in that game if, if they wanted to because every set piece, somebody was getting dragged to the floor. It was ridiculous, but they never give anything for that. Like So, you know, I wasn't expecting to get any of them decisions because you just don't get decisions for that but all of this like forest kicking off the, the assistant manager that uh, Stephen reed he got a red card at full time the fucking fat bastard owner went charging into the referees they room do that kind of stuff in greece though don't they yeah wasn't well, it in greece it wasn't in greece um what an owner went on the pitch and hit a referee was yeah, it greece was turkey. Turkey. i think it was turkey, so it was turkey. Yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah, but yeah. greece is you know greece is like oh it's equally a lot of for stuff like that yeah yeah <laughs> They, they, they are used to like sort of like not just being hot-headed but like poor treatment of officials mm-hmm. and like obviously that guy was at the Olympiarch or so on so it's not a massive surprise that he would do that I'm surprised he could move fast enough to go yeah. after T&E to be honest <laughs> yeah well I think maybe dock them some more points <laughs> and dock them some points for the, for the as well I, the thing is like yeah, there's Julian, a, Julian sorry well, today was was it as like the anti scouts as what it come across? Like it felt like there was a, like a lot of it, you know, anti scouts chance. I I thought so. I was last year. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year. I didn't think the ground was that loud this year compared to last year, um, and I thought like, oh, it's maybe because I'm like a bit further into like into our fans, so like you don't. You know, like when you're right in the middle, same as like if you're if you're in the cop, you don't, especially now with the the, the acoustics of Anfield, now the new stands up, yeah. you don't quite hear the away fans. So I thought it was maybe that, but like when something happened and the roar went up, you're like, oh no, no, that's what their fans sound like. Um, so I didn't. There was definitely that I well, I definitely didn't hear any tragedy chanting, so that, that no, didn't happen for they've me. They've made a big thing of that though. Like there's a well, there's a group of Forest fans. Um, they had to come to Anfield and, with a flag and an apology last yeah, week. Because because that, it, yeah, because that group of Forest fans are trying to eradicate all of that shit and they're, like, they're really vocal like in their local yeah. press and stuff. And they've done a really good job at that. To me, today, it's smacked of, okay, well, we can't sing that anymore, but we're just going to go full belt on all the other stuff. Because it's, yeah. it's two minutes into the game and they were singing I, Sign On and that. And it's, so I, I didn't hear it that early into the game, yeah, to be honest with you. I did, I, I did hear it later on. Um and like uh, you're going home to a shithole yeah. and stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> like the thing is, you you become you've got to be. 
I think you've got to be careful how you address those things because in the if you if you're not you're just going to be exactly like them going like you're calling this you this our place is shit oh well let me tell you about your place well exactly then you're exactly yeah. doing the same thing so you've not you know when um the the, the sign on stuff right <laughs> I get that it's like oh it's because you know you'll never walk alone it's a play on that kind of thing but it's like it's just a, it's like a stereotype because of like a shit 80s sitcom and a good piece of 80s drama like the tv is in as massively influenced like everyone's view of, of liverpool like 40 years later it's incredible but like we are influenced by by regional stereotypes that are no longer relevant that's just how it is so i find it completely asinine that they that people do it i really do i think it's absolutely dumb and it's like you're not looking First of all, it makes you sound like a massive Tory. Now, if you are a massive Tory and singing it, then fair enough, you're doing exactly what it says on the tin. But it makes you sound like a massive Tory. It makes you sound like you've got no compassion. There are other things you can be singing about. You could sing about your own too. If you really want to go the opposition, there are other things you can do. But I just think it's just... It just it, it does smack of self-awareness. In, in, in 2024, where we're in the space age of 2024, the 21st century, and things are meant to be like getting closer to... like star trek's ideal of like hey we don't even need money we just everyone gets on with an ideal and it's like it's as bad as it's been in 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 the last 40 years like it's as bad as the 80s in some places like you know they all got you know the the scabs chant went out uh today you know the miners strike like entire regions are decimated by lack of industry loss of industry and we're in 2024 and we own even less now as a country than we did in, in the 1980s everything is sold off Nothing works properly. Everything's too expensive. Like you're chanting about joblessness. Like that's a problem for everyone. We, sh- you know, like talk about like being in a social contract. You've got no fucking clue if you if you want if you want to be like oh you've you know, you lot down there you you are all trying to fiddle the dough like fucking hell lads. You're like it's as bad here as it is there. Like Liverpool's a shit hole. Like again, you could say things about parts of Nottingham. Birmingham, Manchester, Cardiff, Bristol, Everywhere, Glasgow. Basically. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's in, entirely it's pointless. Not, it's not different anything. It's just, it's, it's, wherever no. you go, you've got the same areas with the same problems. And, and it's then you've got like, areas which are, are more well off. It's just the same everywhere. Yeah. And it's this, the shit don't funny. stink is just absolutely incredible. Sorry, John. Mm. The, the shit, our shit don't stink. Yours does. Absolutely incredible. There are other things you can chant at a football game than that. And like Miguel Delaney put on Twitter that like the, the job job I've rates that, yeah. is high the unemployment rate's higher in Nottingham currently than it is in Liverpool. But don't like again, that's like again, that's like I, I don't think you achieve anything by pointing that out because like the job again, that's a stereotype from the nineteen eighties about Liverpool. Like the fucking nineteen eighties. It's not like that now. Like has it are, are there parts of the city that like aren't great and like need more need more help and need more funding of course but that's every city that's everywhere it's pointless and like it doesn't make you look good it doesn't it doesn't you don't and the thing is like people might go it winds them up it winds them up cry more all that kind of shit i'm not like and people might say this is like a rant a diatribe like oh you're wound up i'm not wound up it makes no difference to my day if you sing it Mm. I, i don't care it's entirely your choice to sing it I just walk away thinking, well, you're a bunch of cunts. Just reflect badly on them. Yeah, I just I, think I, you're I, a bunch of cunts. I don't care, and I also don't think we should make too big a thing of this because mm. it's not the same. 
as, as no, the other champion. No, it's not Seamus Tragedy Chanter. No, and, no. And by making a, an issue with this, it's like, oh, look, he's crying Diminishing the Tragedy Chanter. If they want to do yeah. that and embarrass themselves, fucking do it. You know, it, it, people should be looking at that and, and just judging them and going, fucking hell, you dickhead. It shouldn't need us to be making a big thing of it. And... You know, hopefully that's not going to be the case. I've seen loads of people referencing it on on social media and that, but more in the yeah. sense of, oh well, you know, you're singing about that and look what happens to you. You lose it's karma, which is fair enough. But let's not like go overboard on the sign on chance. It's like it's shit, but it's not in the same fucking ballpark as the other stuff that we do have to deal with. No, John, you, you wanted to say well, something. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just ironically funny in some ways that like you know, scousers are the ones seeing with like chips on the shoulder and all that, uh, but. They'll sell pity city, but you know, who's the one with the chips on the shoulder when you know it's like every a lot of other clubs come fans come to Anfield singing that. So who's the one with the chips on the shoulder really? I don't you, think you know, it's, it's chips like... on the shoulder, John. I think it's just I just think it's an old it's a dated stereotype. It's something it's it's like low hanging fruit to pick on. Banter not you know. Heads, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's like it's low hanging fruit. It's like you know People used to make like gay references about Brighton, you know. People make uh, sheep shagging jokes about Welsh football teams. It's like it's the easiest thing you can do. It's nice low hanging fruit, and you know, let's be honest, the collective of football fans are not exactly known for their Nobel Prize winning uh, IQ levels. It's like, what can we do? Ah, oh, this is going to be hilarious. We'll do this. And it's like, again, most of the time, people just roll their eyes out and they go, fucking hell. Like, how fucking tedious. Like, that's absolutely tedious. I don't think it's chips on their shoulders so much as, like, they just have nothing else. They've got no... Like, Forrest have spent a lot of time in the lower leagues and they've got some of the lower league songbooks still in their locker. Like, it's just that kind of unoriginal kind of songs. It's mm. this lower league songbook shit. Mm. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. They waited like 20 years to be able to sing that to us because they, they were out the big time for so long and they're just trying to get it all out the system now, I suppose. But um, just you, so John, you said you haven't seen any Klopp stuff afterwards. Uh, Jules, I know you've seen little bits, but probably not as much as what I've just been watching. So Klopp's uh, fully aware of the Andy Carroll chant. I saw it's, that. It's bit, like yeah. he's just become aware of it because it's never been an issue before, but he was like mentioning it in every single post-match interview he'd done today. He was giving it the beans about like, uh, he said in one of them, he said something like, so yeah, and then we get a goal by our player who happens to look like uh, another former Liverpool striker, just like being dead Saki. And then he was like saying in his press conference about... Yeah, let you know, uh, it's not really a good idea to be singing that to him because look what's happened. But then they said to him, D- is, is Darwin aware of it? And at first he went, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then he was like, yeah, I think he is. And I'm like, he definitely is. If you're saying you think he is, Darwin is definitely 
aware of that of, of that mm. chant now because we've mentioned it loads of times, haven't we? Oh, he doesn't even know who Andy Carroll is. He doesn't know that. I think he does now. I think it's been like someone's obviously pointed it out to him and that. But it when that's why you said, Dave. That's probably until last year the only English words that he knows, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, Andy Carroll. So yeah. you, you know, you know, those years are all the time, and it's like, yeah, that's that... the only English sentence that he knows. Apart that from our, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that video's been doing stick. the rounds tonight. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> it's great though, isn't it? It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. God bless John May. But that that um that thing again with the uh, with the chant the Andy Carroll chant again it's just it's it's stupidity it's like because why would you do something like that and risk it just bite you in the ass? Do you know what though, Dave? If he scores like thirty league goals a season and he misses one, that chant would still go up. Yeah, That's yeah. just it's just the way it is now. He looks like slightly like another former Liverpool player forward, so therefore. Well, no. Yeah, it does. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, unfortunately, because again, football fans are not are not the, the the sharpest tools in the box when it comes to a collective, and they're just gonna go hoo hoo. That'll do, and that's what they do. It's just so it's let let fate. them it's chant ridiculous. it. Bring it on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. when they, when they started chanting that, I said to my dad, I was like, "Score the winner now." And uh, again, <laughs> I'm not being like prophetic because I'd more or less given you say up. You every game. <laughs> That is true. That, that's that's true. No no question. But it's I'm not saying I had complete faith right up until the final whistle. I, I had more or less given up. But when they were chatting that, I did think, well, that's a bit of a stupid thing to do. Someone who's in like the kind of form he's been in recently, you know, his confidence is up, and the game is just set up for him to come on and win it. You know, because you knew we'd be pushing for a winner because we needed to. I just felt like you know that's why would you do that? It's just a, it's a stupid stupid thing that's going to backfire. And it did spectacularly. Um, I want to talk about the celebrations now because I'm worried he might be injured after that. Because did you see how hard he fucking booted that advertisement board? Yeah. It was a flat out like hard as he could kicked it, and it the board didn't move. It was one of those electronic boards. It wasn't oh, yeah. like a little flimsy board. I know, but when Ketsbyer's kept by doing it, it was it was a flimsy board, wasn't it? When he's doing it, and he yeah, kept yeah, it's booting a full big LED thing <laughs> of metal around it. He's booted it as hard as he could. I was like, ah, oh. but I think he's only done that because he wanted to jump in the crowd, and but he knew he'd get a yellow card. He's he's a booking away from a suspension, I think. And if he dives into the crowd, it's an automatic it's an automatic booking, isn't it? Um, so we stopped short of doing that, just about, but. Um, yeah, the celebrations were just mental, but it went on for ages. It and did, again, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, Paul Taney's going to book him here. Yeah. He's, he's going to book him because it's even when everyone else had left, Darwin went back for a bit more, didn't he? He did. Yeah, no, I love it though. Just an iconic moment. But it, it is, it's, it just reminds me of like Villa away. Well, the bench cleared as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, there's a, there's a video of like, Klopp was quite calm. Klopp didn't go nuts. Mm-hmm. And he, Klopp just turned, I think Adrian was there, and he just turned to Adrian. And in the background, one by one, you just see every single sub <laughs> just like charging past. But did they run on the pitch or did they just run down the touchline or what? I've, I've not really seen that. I've no idea because I was too busy giving it the beans. Yeah. So I don't remember what was happening. Look out for but that match of the day then. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw, I just, again, 
I just saw the videos of them going wild on the bench clearing, like which again, because it was going on for so long, and you knew like once the game restarted, there'd be no time left because we were already over the time, yeah. and the time was added on because Forest were time wasting. And once again, like so, obviously, Dave, you're gonna love the stat that Darwin scored more winning goal match winning goals this season than any other player. Is that true? I seen that, that stat and I thought that can't be true. Do you know what though? I, you know, I. I, I can't tell you. Hey, I, I was saying there was a there was a foul right where I think it was Gomez went to clear the ball and a player ran across him so he caught the player and and, and the play went over as a free kick and I was like I fucking hate those things. It's like that that happened the other day like this season and um, I was asked like when I'm like I can't remember but I know it's happened because yeah. I know I've had the discussion about it. So there's no point in asking my, me with my with my poor memory but like you think of the top here I you know you think of the Newcastle, Newcastle. game immediately there's Barely. one. Burnley, there's two. Today. Um, yeah, today's <laughs> see, we can't, let's, not, let's not do it now because we haven't got the memory. Maybe John has. Maybe John can get in on I, that. I have a short-term memory. is hopeless. John, if this, oh, if this yeah. was like in the 80s or 90s, John would reel it off. <laughs> yeah. No problem. But John's yeah, as bad as us when it comes to this season. But it's like another late winner for us as well. Like The amount of late winners yeah. is just absolutely fucking incredible. And do you know what? Props to McAllister for the ball in. Oh, it's a great ball. Because like that, that's yeah. that little bit. Of, that's the ingenuity you need in that situation. Because again, he was all a bit stodgy sometimes. He was better when he was in the eight. And again, as I said at the start, you could see they were like he had the mind of like I could slip this in, but there was no runner. It was things weren't set up right. Um, you know, because they they were ushering us all into midfield a little bit, uh, into the middle a bit more. But like that ball in that situation to play that in, it's just breathtaking bit of skill. Just absolutely yeah. loved that. Brownie's prediction finally paying off. <laughs> He's going on all season. I can't wait to see McAllister playing Darwin in. He <laughs> did earlier in the season. Was, was that against Forest? No, it was West Ham. Darwin did score Ham, against Forest, but yeah. it was West Ham, yeah, when he chipped it and, yeah, and, it and he volleyed at it. At the cop end, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Mac has been playing deeper, so the, you know, it's not. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw shade at Brownie for that. Second half, though, he, he played further forward. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Second half. Yeah. Yeah, but he, um, most of the season he'd, he'd obviously been deeper. Recently, mm. the emergence of Endo has allowed him, and injuries to everyone else has allowed Macca to play further forward, and he's starting to find his feet there now. I think. Yeah, but that he's was just quality such a pass. graceful footballer. Is he? He's such mm. a lovely footballer to watch. Just that bit of class and composure. Yeah. He's never flustered. Um, you know what a sign he's been. Thirty-five million, just absolute steal when you look at it now. Yeah. Considering it's Premier League to Premier League transfer. Um, Clause in his contract you know, though, wasn't it? We we exploited yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but you exploited it. Yeah, you know, fantastic signing. Um, and you know he's still relatively young. Is he what twenty four? Might be twenty five now. Actually, he was twenty four mm. when we signed him. Yeah. yeah. Tough, tough paper um, round, like, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he uh, he definitely got better as the game wore on. You know, he started coming into his own. You know, picking the ball up in you know, good positions, and you know, obviously, it pays off at the end. Thankfully. Yeah. Overall performance, that as you called it, stodgy Jules. Um, first half especially wasn't. We didn't really look too threatening. We had a few moments, but not. It was never really fluid at all, was it? I didn't think they looked particularly dangerous either. Just Apart from that, really... they... yeah, the... that one, that one on one they had. 
I think that yeah, was offside. It was offside. It was yeah. being offside. Oh, yeah. The flag never tight, went up. But it was the flag offside. didn't go up, but it was yeah. offside when they showed the replay. Just, yeah, oh, right. it was Because usually the linesman would flag, wouldn't he? Just like put the flag up yeah. to acknowledge it, but it never went up once. No, but you, you'll see it on match of the day. Yeah, no, it's it, fine. It looks, it it, looks it like look... he's, he's just off, but obviously Kelleher doesn't know that, and it's a brilliant Hell save. Hell of a save again. Yeah. Again. From the Allison school as well, like staying yeah. up rather than going down too early, yeah. You know, when that happened, my dad just he went, I'm, I'm saying nothing. I don't need to say anything. But then he did say something because he was like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you you see these saves and you wonder, would Alison have saved that? <laughs> He's gone like full oppo on what we do. You know, whenever like a goal goes in, you go, would Alison have saved that? My dad doesn't look at that. My dad looks at when Geller makes a save and he's like, would Alison have saved that? I think he probably would, but you don't know. You don't know for certain. <laughs> so he's absolutely loving it. Jerry said at the end as well, this was funny. So like final whistle goes and he sat there like, and he just goes, our boys won that there. He went, my lad kept a clean sheet and your lad scored the winner. You know, we were like that fucking Paul Rudd look at us meme. <laughs> it was, it was funny. But uh, yeah, Queeve. He didn't have loads to do, but he just looks like he's playing with like real so confidence in that, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um. So another another good performance from him. Doesn't matter that that was offside. He doesn't know that, and he's made the save. Mm. Um. There wasn't really that much else going on in the first half, but do you think, John, that we had a little spell to play? Yeah, we did. There was we, there was a spell late on in the half where we started to pick it up a yeah, bit. Didn't he we? has come into his own. I thought he started getting on the ball, little pockets around the box, and that. Yeah, we had a. It felt like he was spell. kind of like a, a bit of a one man attack though. There wasn't mm, really anything. Yeah. He wasn't getting any help from the rest fluid. of the forward line, was he? It, you were just thinking yeah. maybe Diaz might do something. But do you think like that that performance? You know, it's it's below par. I'm not gonna say it's it was it was bad. It was it's a tough away game, and you get games like that during the season. But that was our fourth game in eleven days, and not which in itself okay, not always a problem because you can rotate. But we couldn't rotate because we haven't had players. Do you think that just finally caught up with us today? Yeah, it is. I mean, Paul touched on it, and he said, you know. Are they tired? Or I don't think Paul's seen the game, but you know they were. You could clearly see that it was an emotional week, wasn't it? The cup mm. final last week. Um, as you said, we've not had the chance to like rotate too heavily, um, but everyone's playing the part. Uh, well, even though maybe cozy, not so much today, but um, yeah, I mean. It was a stodgy performance, and yeah, I I thought we'd be Bangara today. I thought, oh yeah, three o'clock, you know, not not I know they hate being called not forest, but not so forest away. Not forest. Yeah, not forest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. By the way, it's always puzzled me that maybe Julian or no more, but yeah, not county, Nottingham Forest, but yeah, um, it was one of those games where it was all about the results, isn't it? I mean, it's one of the. You come the end of the season, if we win the league, that's a pivotal game that you'll always look back on. So, yeah, yeah you know, that's two points there. You know, by hook or crook, however you win it, it's absolutely massive kind of thing. We kept plugging away, um, you know, showed our hand with the, with the subs. And, um, you know, eventually we you know, we got what we deserved in the end. You know, Forrest didn't have any interest in winning the game. The only other Just chance that we had, I can't remember, was... Uh, 
just the Alanga one, wasn't it? Uh, just went past the post. Yeah. The that was a good half. effort, that. And uh, he, he caught that really well. Yeah. It was a good strike. I like People will say, oh, he should score. Nah, that was a good strike. It's just, as they say, he hit it too well. If he'd have scuffed that, he mm. may have scuffed it into the corner, but no, it was a dangerous yeah, moment that because like, it looked like it was going to go in the bottom corner. Yeah, I mean, but what I love about this team when the quality's not quite there for whatever reason, you know, tiredness, fatigue or whatever, um, just the will to win, spirit and desire yeah. um, comes into play then. And, you know, as we've already touched on, the late goals you score, it's like, I think, is it like double what the next team down is? I think, is it? I think it Between is, at least. 75 yeah. minutes and length. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen a stat on Sky the other it's day. It's way more. It's like double the amount of goals. Yeah. So that's it. We've always got that in our locker. It's like, you know, we, we never know. We never give up. And today, that's what it was. It was all about, you know, just will to win and desire just to get the job done. And, you know, again, got to be proud of what they, yeah. you know, what, what they pulled out the bag at the end. Because the more you do that, the more confident and, and the more belief you have that you'll you will do mm. it next time, and it also works the other way. The other team are like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go! We're in stoppage time. They got us under the cosh. This is what they always do. They're gonna score." So it, it does. It becomes like self fulfilling prophecy. You do it that often. It's like United were always like that. You know, under Fergus, remember the amount of late goals they'd mm. always get, and I mean, fucking hell, the the um, the Champions League final. Did you know what a stat though God. that? Um... We we've actually scored more ninety minute winners than United in yeah, the Premier League era. But yeah, but they had it just during me. that spell. It was called Fergie yeah. time, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah, it becomes yeah. a thing that people talk about. And as soon as that becomes a thing, and everyone's it's aware of it, isn't it, exactly. Yeah. And we've got that mm-hmm. now. Well, we've had it for a long time, but we've we've got it right now. We've done it so many times this season. As soon as it gets to like the late stages of games, we come on strong. The other team starts thinking, "Oh, they're going to score." They always do. So, mm. you know, I think that win today, although it's not good for the heart, I'm not saying I'd want us to do that every week because I just don't think I could cope. But really, that's the perfect way to win just because of what it does to the other teams around you. Because if you put yourself like... Imagine if we're watching City and that happens. Not that we'd watch it. Well, you probably would, John, but the rest of us don't no, watch City. City, we City just are the it. only team in the league I won't watch. I just won't who is who watches them then? Someone watches them. One, one, of the, one of the lads watches them. I watched the last yeah. couple of their games, but that was because I was bored. Yeah, I, it might be Dan. I think probably, Dan might be probably the only even one. more bored than Julian afterwards. Really. I was. I was. Yeah. You're not, right. Not, was a, not a good cure for boredom watching City. No, it's not. It's but if you're chasing, yeah. and the team above you looks like they're dropping points, like, and then they do that, it is the mm-hmm. most demoralising thing. So. I'm not saying it's going to make any difference to what City do tomorrow against United. I'm not even going to say it makes a difference to their crowd because their crowd's fucking shit anyway. You know, but psychologically, it has to have been a blow. Like, because their players are probably not necessarily watching the game because unless they've all got like IPTV or whatever, you know, they're not watching it hardly. Um, but they'll Surely be Premier League clubs can watch any game. I don't know. I don't think you can. And it, well, oh. But then the players, that's assuming that the players are all at the training ground. Well, no, but like, surely there's like different, you, you have a feed for it. Like the BBC has feeds for all the games don't that know. they can watch for match of the day. Now, I, there's no way that the teams don't have their, the, the feeds for every game that they want to watch. Well, why should they be allowed to have it? And yet, Because well, like, they're in the competition. We're, we're, we're a podcast talking about those games. Why should we not be entitled to a feed as well? 
Well, because we're not playing in the competition. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're talking No, about I mean, it. you know, I think the game should all be available, but I, I think it'd be unrealistic to think the teams in the competition can't view other games in the competition. It'd be very strange. But would the players themselves have access to it, though? In fact, I don't think they are, because I've seen players posting pictures and they've been watching dodgy streams. I've never seen that. Yeah, there was one a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't one of our players. I can't remember who it was now. And he was watching, it was a three o'clock game and he was watching it and he took a picture of his telly and everyone was going, oh, look, he's, he's on fucking he's goal or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think they, they do have access, but who knows. But yeah, either way, they'll have, they'll have been keeping an eye on the result. But do you think there's any players who aren't interested apart from their own games? Because I remember reading or hearing about David Batty, I think it was, and like, Jota. players are coming to the training. Yeah. Jota, does he want is he? Doesn't yeah? I remember David Batty, like someone that said, "Did you watch that Champions League game last night with Barcelona and whoever?" And he he wouldn't know like uh, anything about the game. He, he was just it was a job to him. He, you know what? Harry Kill was like that as well. And then he, yeah. he weirdly yeah. enough, he yeah. ends I always think we're modern manager. players like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there, there well, is, I'm, but I'm, but if it's affecting you, you know, I'm not expecting say. Man United players to be following this game closely because it doesn't really affect mm. them, does it? Mm. But Man City and Arsenal players will have definitely had an eye on that game, either watching it or just checking the score or whatever. And then you see that coming through. And like we we've been there. You're refreshing like live score because if you don't want to watch Man City, you're just looking at live score and you're refreshing. And it's like ninety six minutes, ninety seven minutes. You think, oh, this this is over any second now, and then it just flashes up one nil. Fucking Harland or something, and it's yeah. just like a, a cardinal cinema, wasn't it? Outside the chippy the other week, when I said, Oh, sit, I'll check live yeah. score. City haven't had a shot on target against Everton, yeah. Bang on Q a minute later, yeah. It was scandalous behavior, that really I was. Wholeheartedly apologize for that, it was you know, unforgivable, really. <laughs> but it, it's like it's just a knife through the heart when like when they, when they, they win it so late, like that. So, us doing that, you know, because mm. a lot of us we're looking at it and thinking, Oh, you know. We'd like to win the title, but City are probably going to reel off a load of wins. And none of us are like shouting from the rooftops, "We're going to win it." But when something mm. like that happens, I guarantee there'll be City and Arsenal fans who are going, "Oh, their fucking names on this." You just imagine this, like their shoulders, like yeah, up, like they're upright, and then they just slump in a, in one movement, can't you? That's all I can, I can picture it in my head. It's a horrible feeling. We know how that shoulders, feels. Yeah, so yeah. inflicting it on them's just it's great, like. But... So Arsenal had that spell earlier in the season, didn't he, when they scored like a few late winners in the last minute? Like, uh, was it like, like three? Yeah, or four they had one at Luton, didn't they? Yeah, but there was a few games like where, you know, we were matching them for late goals. I remember in like October yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, and yeah, so Arsenal have obviously got it in the locker as well. And there might come a point late in the season where they do it, and it's like you know we're like oh. Fuck's sake! Yeah, you know, so it's, it's easier uh, to take when it's earlier in the season. When when you get to this yeah. stage and it starts happening, it yeah, it's pretty devastating. Like so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be like a shitty day for them, uh, and also for the Blues. Let's not forget them. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's funny because like we're we're watching the game today. Like me and my dad went when our Al was in his mate's house, and his mates are blue, and his mate had gone to Goodison. So Al said, like, we'll come down and watch it. Like, he's got, like, you know, the box set up and that. So, you know, we can watch it on the big t- big TV. 
So I said to me dad, we'll go and watch it. Like, we'll go and watch it at Pages because, you know, it's a change of scenery and that. So we went down, watched the match there. Um, and then, like, the tech, the text messages, I'll know, I'll check and live score. That's, so it's, we're nil-nil, we're in stoppage time. And I'll go, like, not that it's any consolation, but, you know, um, Everton have just conceded the 2-1 down now. And then, like, he's like, oh, it's 3-1 now. And then we scored. And I'm like, oh, my God. Imagine, like, the, the Blues coming out of Goodison after they've just conceded two goals to Moyes to lose at home. And they're thinking, like, that we've dropped points of Forest. So they're like, OK, at least, you know, they haven't won. And then it's, like, 99th minute and you're in this. God, it's like, God, there's just no joy in being an Everton fan. It's the <laughs> most miserable, depressing existence. Where are they getting any joy from? It's just a constant, like, one kick in the balls after another. And, like, that today, like, as great as it is for us, spare a thought for how shit that must have been for them today. Moyes doing a number on them at Goodison, and then we get that. Because oh. like, the thing is, that result's actually good for Everton, because Forrest got no points. But you know that that's not how they'll have seen it. This made me laugh, yeah, right there. Everton uh, got B3-1 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah, it was, it was Terry. The... <laughs> it was Terry on the WhatsApp. It was just like you know we're all made up. We've scored, and Terry just nonchalantly came in with Everton. have just got B three one. Ha! <laughs> I just, I just imagine like what, what kind of a day that must have been for them. So we left Pages before he got home because like, <laughs> I didn't want to see, because I, I, I wouldn't have rubbed his nose in it. Like, but I thought no, it's best if we're gone and he doesn't have to fucking see us like celebrating Reds. But um. <laughs> Yeah, just days like this. Again, I just I go back to that Villa game where the, this doesn't mean we're going to win the league, but if we do win it, every team that wins the league, except for City, like every team that wins the league has always got like that moment or more than one, you know, like throughout the season. But like the late goals, iconic goals like that, that will make the highlights video at the end of the season, and you go, yeah. That was the moment where we thought this might be our year. So you've always got to have these kinds of moments, but it doesn't mean you're gonna do it. But it does make you feel like, okay, maybe there is something going on here. You know, we we just keep grinding out these wins, no matter what, no matter how many players like we're we're missing, we still keep finding a way. And like going back to what I said before, I do definitely think that, like tiredness is has caught up with us a little bit today, and. We just fought through it, and thankfully we did have reinforcements on the bench today. You know, Sabaslai was back, Nunes is back, made a difference. Endo come on, although I thought Endo was looked a little bit off the pace when he came on. He wasn't yeah, like his. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Maybe like if he started the game, totally different story. But coming in, coming into the game, it's, it's it can be a bit tricky. Dom as well. I thought like there was times when Dom looked like he was a bit rusty, understandably. Looked so. like a player who hadn't played for months. Yeah, time, exactly. Yeah. But he's got a little bit of yeah. uh, minutes under his belt today. I think he'll play some some of the game on Thursday, give him a bit more, and then back in the starting lineup for for City next week maybe because we've not got too many midfield options. But I did think Bobby Clark was one of our better players in the first half today. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. What, yeah, what he's, he's really bright, wasn't he? Yeah, I sorry, Jules. He had that shot where, which was a little bit high, but you know, it was, it was a well struck shot, and he looked positive. I mm. uh, thought he, he did well. That was his, was that his first league start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, he can, yeah. Be, can be pleased with that. What, what what did you think of that, Jules? Yeah, I didn't think. I thought he had like a lot of energy, but I, I, again, because I thought the first half was quite 
attritional. Yeah. It was difficult to sort of stand out that much in it. But he didn't look out, out of place. But, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I thought he could yeah. be pleased with his. With yeah, he could definitely be pleased. But uh, yeah, I think, I think consider again. It's diff- It's different playing away from home. From home, it's so to play away from home in a slightly tougher game where, you know, they they sort of not wanting to really play and you're trying to break them down and that kind of stuff. I thought, yeah, he can be pleased, although he, he wasn't anything out of the ordinary. He, you know, it's it's about as good as you can hope for, I think, given mm-hmm. the circumstances. Dan's as well, you know, he, you know, he was only on for about 10 minutes or whatever, um, maybe a bit longer, actually. But again, didn't do didn't do a lot, but like was busy, looked energetic. And just it's all about like the first half needed the tempo raising. And Dan's came on and sort of lifted the tempo a little bit more. It's all about ratcheting up the tension and the tempo at yeah. that point for the opposition, because they, know, as you said, Dave, they know we know we can score late goals, and it's all about like putting that fear, that sort of unknown, and like, and we brought them on, they brought the subs on at a corner, which I love because you always got a chance of like someone not picking up their man yeah. properly when you make the subs at a corner. Um, he came because he came on for Gakpo, who had a chance. Second half, he sort of shot. Nunez was fuming with him, yeah, absolutely was. fuming with him that he didn't play. I don't think the ball was, was like so. that easy to play through. To be honest, I, th- I, I didn't. It wasn't an. It wasn't a clear, obvious. No, you've got to. But you've got to hit that target. That's the least thing. Make... You've got yeah. to go across goal. You can't do. It's the I... one thing you can't do is what he did. And it's, I think. I think. I think it would be fair to say that Gakpo at the moment is a player that when the team is firing looks great, and if the team isn't firing. He doesn't look that great. He's like sort of, he goes with the flow of the team rather than affect and change himself. Another way of putting that is that when if he's up front with Darwin and Mo, and he's just like the complementary piece alongside other players, he's fine. If you need him to be the main man, he can't be. He's he's yeah. just not up to that job. It's not that he's a bad player. It, I, I'm not criticising them saying he's no good or anything like that but he is not your main man and if you're asking him to be that you're going to be disappointed but he's a nice piece to have around the other players I think but when you're asking him to be the one carrying the load I just don't think he's he's up to that it's not, it's not really a style either it's more to do with you know his, his style's not suited to that but he's he's got to impose himself a lot more than what he's he is quite languid moment. isn't he and how he plays sometimes yeah and yeah. The, the slow thing isn't that he's a slow runner. It's mm. it's more just to do with that you want him to do everything quicker than he does it. You know, taking too many touches, too thinking deliberate. he's got more time. Yeah. So that's where, like, when, when like, a joke, a joke about, like, you know, slow de gack slow and all that. It's not that he can't run. It's more to do with just, you want him to just quicken up the things he is doing. Um, hopefully that'll come. But I do think he's he's better when he's alongside, like, the big hitters, and he can just do his own thing, because today wasn't wasn't good. But again, he has played in most of the games recently. He's not used to that because he's been in and out all season. Now he's having to play through necessity. He's having to play every game, most of the game, and yeah, he looked a bit leggy today. Uh, not the only one, Harvey as well, which is totally understandable. The amount of minutes he's had lately. Uh, although Harvey actually got better as it went on. You know, you'd expect him to tire, but I felt like he started sluggishly and then he got he got better. But furious when he came off. Wasn't yeah, it? I and people are reading that as he was pissed off that he got subbed. I don't think that was it. I think he was pissed off with something that he'd done himself. Mm. Maybe right. like yeah. he'd, he'd um he'd done something just before he went off. I think he tried to play a cross to somebody or 
something. I think he was just pissed off at, at himself at, rather than the fact that he was subbed. Because he's played so many minutes lately, he would not have been expecting to be playing 90 minutes today. No way would he have thought, I'm doing the full game again. So I, I don't think that's why he was he was kicking off on the bench. I think it was more frustration on himself, but who knows? But he seemed happy at full time when he was he was on the pitch <laughs> with a little kid, wasn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know who the kid was, but he was wearing a Rigi shirt and carrying a little kid just to, in celebrating in front of the fans. He just loves it, Harvey, doesn't he? He does. Um, what else have we got to cover from that today? Uh, thought Virgin Canate were fantastic. Yeah, that's, I was just going to get to that. Like individual performances, I thought both of them did well because they were left. Like the way we play means they're just dealt left to deal with counter attacks, and for the most part, I thought they were excellent. Um, who yeah, else? There was that one in the second half where they had a counter attack and a. Virgil just positioned himself perfectly and blocked the shot. I think it went out for a corner, if I'm not mistaken. It was sort of later on in the game, but they had like a counter attack, and Virgil come across, and it was like you know it was really good defending, um, just like you know, narrowed the angle. And the sh- like I think the sh- it either went out for a throwing or a corner. I can't remember it, now, but I think it was I think it was Gibbs White, and it looped off his leg and went up in the air and went behind for a corner. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also yeah, was the one like when I was like, I was wanting them to make a challenge, and he, and he didn't. It was a a one running into the box, mm. and I'm like, oh, I'll put a challenge in. But I think he just knew, like, this fella's not not dribbling between two players, and he, he just totally messed up his dribble. It just rolled through to Kelleher, so Virgil had that well in hand. Uh, but yeah, I thought those two were really good. I thought Robbo was a bit just as. Some of his crossing and and like his forward play wasn't really at his best. But Costas did well when he came on. He gave us a little bit extra down that side. Uh, we've got to talk about Joe Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> How many positions did he play today? Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, he just gets on with it, doesn't he? Just the gets on with it, Milner. just does the job. Yeah, it, he is. It's like the the one thing yeah. about Gomez is he, he might not start the game, but you kind of know he's going to finish it. He's going to be on the pitch somewhere at the end of the game, isn't he? So he starts as the six, mm. goes to left back when Robbo goes off, then he goes to right back when uh, when Bradley goes off, and yeah, he just just does the job, just really good, having a fantastic season. He had a good yeah, season yeah, in, the, in the last league winning season, didn't he? Like like for that bit of symmetry, he was settled at centre back that year, though, wasn't he? Played alongside Verge for yeah, but he was in the team months, and he was playing. He was playing well. Like it's, it, yes, he's not playing. The, he's playing multiple positions, but that's actually a better evolution for him, right? That he's now, you know, playing the six in midfield. Like who would have yeah. thought it? Yeah, and and he's he's doing fine, considering yeah. like the lack of experience in in that role. He's doing fine. Okay, there's times when it doesn't look great. But I don't necessarily think that's down to him. I think, you know, unsettled midfield, there are going to be gaps appearing sometimes, you know. Um, overall, I think he's he's done he's done fine there. And I've got no qualms if he needs to play there in more games moving forward. Probably won't because Endo's back now. But, um, yeah, just can't speak highly enough of what he's done for us this season. And just the unfussy way that he does it. Just gets on with his job. If he's not starting, consistent, isn't he? Uh, he's yeah, ready. He's, he's always good for yeah, He's always ready to just seven, come eight on out of ten yeah. and do whatever needs yeah. to be done. I, I just think, yeah, you can't praise him enough for what he's done this year. Um, mm. Anyone else stand out performance wise? 
Uh, Bradley was good again. Yeah, I don't think we used him enough. But he, he we looked didn't. the most likely outlet, didn't he? If we can get him yeah. in down the right, get um, we just didn't do it enough. But yeah, I thought he was thought he the, was good. The compliment is, is that again he's playing, and he doesn't look, you know, he looks like he's been playing there for for ages now. Not not just like he's coming in the last couple of months or whatever. It's absolutely. I think it's still incredible the the level yeah. he's playing at for, for the amount of game time he's actually had. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, it was a problem. It was width was a problem all day. For the most part, again, it opened up a little bit towards the second, the last quarter of the game in the second half. But I, I think like Robbo had similar problems in that the width just we just weren't getting the necessary width at times. We, we it was too focused in the middle. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's a quite a tight pitch, the Forest pitch, isn't it as well? It's like yeah, um, I was saying that before today. Like you look at it and it it's not a very big pitch. It's, it doesn't look a very big pitch when you're looking at it compared mm. to say. Anfield, which isn't the biggest pitch either, so yeah, it does it does feel no. very tight and compact at the at the best of times. McAllister, I think you said earlier, Jules, he he, he got better the more the game went on. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you just feel I don't know. I feel really confident when he's on the pitch. There's a reassuring presence there. You know, you just he just gets it. He keeps it. He pops it off, and he's got that little moment of quality when it's needed, and that you, yeah. you just feel like reassured when he's in the team. There was only one pass in the second half where we were, we we cleared it, and we we were breaking with McAllister, oh, yeah. and he just it's like he looked like totally scuffed it, yeah, completely. And if you'd have pinged that down the line, Darwin's running in, isn't he? And he, yeah, he just sold yeah. him short, yeah. But apart um, from that, yeah, again, it, it, you just need that little bit on the ball quality, don't mm-hmm. you, that he brings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's it. He's always got time on the ball. He's, you know, he never looks flustered, does he? You know, can be a lot of hurry around him and that, but he, you know, he's just got, you can see, he's just got that bit of class about him. You know, proper he, footballer. You know, he never looks flustered. Um, just a proper little footballer. Proper footballer, yeah, yeah. Puts yeah. his foot in and that as well, just, you know. Puts himself about. He just does a bit of everything. I, yeah, he's, he's just been a, a fantastic signing. Uh, do you know? I think, like, I think Canate might be the most underrated player in the entire league. Like, we all know Canate's brilliant, but I think because he plays next to Virgil, the rest of the country just doesn't really talk about him. It, it, it goes under the radar how phenomenal he is, and and he just seems to get season. better every game. I think you said that last year. I might have done, yeah. Okay. Well, he, yeah. And, and this year, he's taking it up another level, even more. He's so dominant, but he's good on the ball as well. But I just I just think he's incredible. Is he in the French team? Yeah, his first choice. Is, that, uh, uh, is he, right? Because he wasn't. I'm surprised he you didn't know that, John, because Arsenal fans are always complaining about it because he keeps Saliba on the team. <laughs> Saliba. Saliba is better than Virgil. Oh yeah, right. But no can yeah, answer. But I know that uh, yeah. Upper was just how you pronounce his name, Upper yeah. Meccano, I think it is. But he was ahead of him, wasn't he? I think. But every time I've seen him he's always like got a, a he's got a mistake kind of in thing. him, yeah, he has, yeah. Mistaken him all the time, but can I say I can't I mean I'm sure there is one at some point, but I can't remember a direct mistake from him, like leading to a goal. Not you, this you know, yeah, he's just like you know, everything in his locker is perfect. Like I hope we haven't jinxed defender. him. Fucking next week, you've done it again, John. <laughs> <laughs> We've got City I'll next, and you're, you're talking like that. God, 
I might need Ooh, to just edit no, that out. You it'll know? be fine. <laughs> we can't have that like being made public. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And then my boy, great editor, just like brilliant editor. Well, just, what, well he had that say? chance just before, didn't he? That was also a great editor, a great, great. He hit flick the defender, on. didn't he? And then it bounced. Uh, he oh, flicked it on yeah, and yeah. it hit yeah. the defender he was running in and it, and it went straight to the keeper. I don't know where that flick was going. I think it might have been going wide. I don't know. But it was a great leap to get on the end of it. But it was that end of the other week, wasn't it? At Anfield, where like, the, the, the neck muscles yeah, were at it yeah. as well. Yeah, Same again. Yeah. But it's a great leap. Like Nico Williams is, is tight to him. I don't think he's done anything wrong. Like He just can't win it. McDarwin just jumped too high and just... Got up above him and and directs it like and he was off celebrating before it even hit the net because he knew it was in because like where the keeper was positioned and he's headed it towards the corner it's like he knew that was in like he's already celebrating, um, I like I went mad celebrating but then I just had this like oh shit what if VAR gets involved now? Can I just say, yeah. I had no qualms. I, I wasn't thinking about him being offside. I was just thinking they'll no. do something. They'll look for something. No. I I had no qualms. I don't know why, but I had this like prenatural sense of like that's there's no check coming here. That's goal. We've won. The end. I think you have and to it, just take your chance and just go mad anyway in that situation because you'd regret but, it otherwise, wouldn't you? But but like watching it in action, how the game had gone, I couldn't sense that there'd be anything that that would be pulled on that. It was just like I, I obviously once it all settled down after about a minute. You do like have a look and go, where's the referee? And the referee's like walking back to the centre circle, waiting for us to come back. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's fuck all here. So he wasn't like, talking to anyone no. in, his, in his head. Like there was a there was a court, there was a penalty shout or something in the second half, and the ball went out for a throw, and immediately he stopped and went, I'm listening to his conversation a second. Don't do anything. And you think, and I, it's like I don't want a penalty to be honest with you. I, don't, I can't be doing with it. I think that was when too. Dan's got wrestled to the floor from the, the corner, wasn't he? Um, no, Sabostlai had a shot. Well, yeah, it was for Dan's, but I thought it was initially for handball because Sabostlai was claiming handball off the, off his, never, off the shot. It was never handball in a million years. No, no. But yeah. but there you could see the ref, you could like immediately see the referee go stop. I'm listening. Um, I like. I didn't think Tini was that bad. Like to be honest with you, like there was a bit. Um, Klopp and Linders went absolutely mad, and he had to go over and have a word with them. I was the most, that was a it wasn't so much that it was a dive, right? It was the ma- it was the style of the dive, right? It was like a dog jumping over like a a thing at Crufts, you know what yeah. I mean? When it's running the course, it was just like so exaggerated. Like yeah. whatever that is, you should just ignore it because he's clearly added too much mustard on the top, so you should just leave it alone. So I I, get, I do get it. I thought he was okay though, T and E, you know, in in the pantheon of screw jobs from referees that I, he wasn't really in there at all. Um, no, I, I, it's it, just it was a standard refereeing performance. It was it's not yeah, got like, everything right, but but there was well, nothing. Forest fans are fuming about him for a change, so it's not it's mm. not us who are fuming about yeah, him. Yeah, like the thing is, yeah. I get like you're right about the sorry, John. You're right about the standard refereeing performances, Dave, because like players like back up and holding, you know, so a player's got the ball and they'll see an opposition player come and so then it'll sort of stand their ground waiting for the player to come and sort of jockey them and they go, oh, I'm falling over and they go, oh, that's a free kick immediately. That sort of shit's standard, unfortunately, and everyone gets het up about it, but it's just like, that's how it's done these days. You can't really get away from and it. You kind of have to give it. Did you see that one late on and Awani went down under the tiniest little, I think it was Sobber's lie, was chasing after him and he just put like a hand on his arm as they were running and he went down 
yeah. he got the free kick and I was like, oh my God, like big fucking powerful man like that and he's gone down from nothing. But Tierney gave the free kick, but I reckon every single referee in the country yeah. would have given that It's just the kick. nature of the referee in yeah. rule oh. book these days, unfortunately. So I thought he was okay. Yeah, um, I agree. That's two games I, in I, a row now, by the way, where he's not fucked as old. Well, he knows Klopp's leaving, so maybe he's just taking it easy. He didn't book him either. Like he went no, over and no. told him off, but he didn't get his cards out this time. I th- well, you know, he had, they had a, they had a quick chat, and then it was like, yeah, move on. But like to go back to the goal, no, I, I like you can. I just you could just sense like no, that's there's nothing being ruled out yet. That it maybe it was just because it was the moment. You know, like sometimes. Uh, the Suarez goal that was ruled out at Goodison, all oh. those, yeah, like ruled out. Nice, celebrated, and then it was like, oh fuck's sake. Okay, but, let, let's just let's just rewind in a, that in, back. In a, in a busy pub in London. There's more, there's more London. context to that. So it, it was NFL weekend, wasn't it? So we're in like a busy yeah. pub in London, and we're nowhere near the screen. And that goal goes in, and we're all celebrating. And it's like, where's Jules? He's doing a knee slide in front of the screen, <laughs> sliding across the stage in front of the screen, and then the flag goes up, and he has he has to come walking back to us. Uh, I've yeah. never got no over that. Though. that was celebrate just... goals anymore, Julian. That was just yeah. that, that one of the hey, biggest to be fair, John, of justice ever. That was about that was about thirteen years ago. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it was recent memory. <laughs> But yeah, I that that just felt like the moment that was the goal. It's a, if you know, like I'm watching it now on because it's on Sky the replay of it. Like the game's just coming to its the the end of it now, and it just felt like no, like not that like cometh the hour cometh the man nonsense, but like no, that's that's how this game has gone. And Forest have done it to themselves, and they can blame whoever they want. But if you stopped wasting time and just played. Maybe a you'd have you know EU dares wins and all that. If you'd have had a go and maybe from one of them corners, maybe you'd have scored and you'd have been winning. But no, you shit it out, and then this happened here. So you know it's what happens. Or worst case scenario, EU dares draws. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the Newcastle game at Anfield last season, isn't it? In a way, it's like you know Newcastle's was right from the first minute rather than stoppage time. But um, you know Carvalho scored after. Time added on, didn't he? Same thing. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. a minute or two over, and it's like you know, as you say, you know, bit them in the arse because of their own like time wasting throughout. Mm. So you know, no sympathy at all. If they're doing that in the home game, after that, that that goal went in. Let's not forget Darwin screaming yeah. "fuck you" at, at from the bench at that <laughs> dickhead assistant manager who'd thrown a water bottle at our bench just before that. So, yeah, that was a great moment last season. There wasn't many great moments last season, but that was definitely one of them. Newcastle yeah. getting the just desserts there. But, um, you know, I understand why they're wasting a bit of time and, and stopping some of valuable points. No, but they've got their own corner, though. But, you, but it, if you're going to do that, that fair yeah. enough, but don't cry about the time being added on. Well, that's what I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. Don't cry about it when we, you score, you know, we score after time added on. It is what it is. and Just got to suck it up, haven't they? It's like, do you remember um, Everton at Bournemouth a couple of years ago? Oh, the Lonsdale pitch. Yeah, with the equalised in stoppage time. The fans <laughs> ran on the pitch like Lonsdale pitching Peter. He ran on. And then Bournemouth won it in the time that was added on because they'd run onto the pitch. It's like, that's what I mean. It's like the life of an Everton fan is just like one kick in the balls after another. There's just so many things like that happen to them. It's just mad. But... Um, I'm not going to do a victory lap on Darwin. You know, I, I don't feel like I need to. I think most people now 
see the whole of the moon rather than just the crescent. So I feel like my work's Fucking done hell, on that. You really are determined to put people off him, aren't you? No, and <laughs> look, I'm I'm being magnanimous here. I'm I'm not taking a victory lap. As soon as you I'm start saying, using I that stupid like moon analogy, done. as soon as you start using that, that's like no. My work I'm is out. done. Now you, I, you all see the whole of the moon now. I am prepared. Even Teddy's coming to light, isn't he? Teddy's like, you know, me Mr. Sash Warrior I want it for me tea. And he says, I uh, humble pie. Yeah. <laughs> you see? It's like, even Terry's seeing the light. What what Terry should have been doing is what I did, which is slowly walking it back, but you don't walk it back too severely. So all of a sudden, you turn around, and I'm on, I, like, I'm on the opposite side of the road to Dave, and then next thing you know, a couple of months later, he turns around, I'm stood next to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you've always been here, haven't you? And I'm like, yeah, I've always been here. I don't know what you're talking about. This and no then problem. I'm like... What's Paul doing in the middle of the road like that? Paul was, Paul was studying next to <laughs> me. Looking for his glasses. Now he's in the middle of the road. What's going on? And John, you were on the fence. Like, normally your judgment to strikers is normally spot on, but you were on the fence. You wouldn't commit to him. Yeah, yeah. Are well, you on board I think, now? You know, I'm all in. I'm all what in. I, all in. What yeah, I will he... say is... Sorry, John. What I will say is I, don't, I still don't like the Captain Chaos nonsense because I feel that that makes you feel... Like he's one of those cars that you sort of put something in, you pull it and zip it and watch it go. There is more, there is more control, and there is more nuance to his game than that. It just looks like it because he's so quick and so energetic and got that South American vibe that it can come across like he's just running about like a fucking dog chasing the ball. That no, isn't actually what's going on. No, it is a little bit disrespectful. I agree. I think so. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I. Like, you know, you don't have to say you haven't seen the movie, Dave. I know you haven't seen the movie. But like Jerry Orbach at the end of the day, don't hey. when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And like, he's, what he's done today with that lovely bit, like the last couple of games, but now today with that, the celebration, the winner, whatever happens. Darwin, I'm doing the, the, the old Catholic cross sign. I forgive you for that Crystal Palace red card. It's no longer oh, an issue. At last. There we go. <laughs> When I'm wrong, I say I'm no, wrong. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you walking that back. John, you got anything else to add on it? I just love Darwin's, like, you know, he loves it, doesn't he? You know, the way he is, it's, a, it's the way he was off the bench at the cup final last week. He, you know, he's all in, isn't he? He's just like... Totally a, invested, you know, yeah. Obviously, a, yeah, invested, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You know, he loves being here. You can see that now. You know, we got off to a... Rocky start as Jules touched on with the uh, with the red card, um, but as time's gone on, obviously he's a lot more settled now. He he scored some big goals, and not like the fifth goal in like a four or like five nil win or whatever. You know, mm. it's, it's winning goals in in tight games kind of thing, and hopefully there'll be difference you know, maker as well, John. The yeah. Difference maker, yeah, yeah. Off, obviously off knows bench. that as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like there the, the will be another moment or two by the end of the season when you're like fucking hell Darwin's come up to him for us there when it was badly needed. Um, you know where that is, who knows? But a great start would be next Sunday, wouldn't it? Yeah, we're just a far no better team when he's in it. It's as yes. simple as that. When yeah. he's in the team, we're a far better and team I, with him than without him. And I don't subscribe to Dave. Sort of like I don't want to watch us when he's not playing, but I do subscribe to the we are more dynamic than when he's playing than when he's not playing. And it, it can be a little bit like when he's not playing, but I just put that down to the pace 
and the dynamism of the player rather than like, you know, because I, for instance, I quite liked watching us when Diaz, Jota and Salah were playing. Also, you know, they, yeah, I was going to say, if you've got Jota and, and Salah in there, that kind of compensates for some of the things you're missing. But if you haven't got Dan mm-hmm. there and you haven't got Darwin, it's just, it just, I mean, like today, nobody's running in behind at all. It's all, no. everyone's coming to feet. Harvey, Gakpo, Diaz is like not even on the left wing. Diaz was just coming everywhere to pick the ball up deep and, and try to get us turned and do stuff, which is all well and good. I'm not I'm not criticising him for that, but when you've got nobody making runs ahead of him then, it just all gets bogged down. Like the very first thing Darwin did when he came on was he, he ran in behind. Yeah, on the left hand side. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, yeah, he got yeah. down, he tried to put a cross in, the defender blocked it and then it And it, the first it reaction up. is like finally. Yeah, because straight away it's got them yeah. turned. They're running back towards their own goal, and we hadn't had that at all. And like that, that was within seconds of coming on, and that's not yeah. because oh he's incredible and he's the only player who can do that. He's just the only player we've got of that style. You know, if so he's we had, the only player who can do that. Well, yeah, but not, not <laughs> what I'm saying is like he's not unique in that we couldn't get another player to do those things, you know, running in behind. We could, but we the makeup of our other forwards is not really that, especially Gakpo, who wants to come the other way. He's coming to get it into feet rather than turning and running in behind. So when he's not there, we miss that because, there's, you know, if Jota's playing, Jota will do it. Mo does it, albeit he's doing it from the right-hand side rather than through the middle. But yeah, it just makes a massive difference when you've got somebody who can just get the other the opposition turned and running back towards their own goal because they don't want to be doing that. They're more than happy to be following Gakpo into midfield as he turns and pops it off or turns and loses it or whatever. But when you've got someone running in behind, changes the game completely. Um it, it wasn't that a similar game to last season really. Um and we lost there last season, one 0 wasn't it? But it was all set pieces last year though. We it, just was, it was set pieces though like, we didn't really create that much in open play. But I remember I think Mo played last season. Um but he was in that it was that part of the season when he was like where where it was like he was playing deeper and wider than what you'd expect him to be. Um you, you know, sort of midway to was it like October time last last season um, and I think Elliot was playing in the front three as well there was no one getting in behind then and Boris were pretty like comfortable um, uh, you know most of our chances were from corners I think Virgil should have had that after yeah, alone I remember in the first half in the first yeah. half yeah um, and today it wasn't too dissimilar as you say until Darwin except we were shit from set pieces today <laughs> yeah yeah and we had about what ten corners today. You never looked like it? doing yeah. anything from any of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, in that context, it was pretty similar. But you know, when Darwin come on, um, you know, it just gives you that sort of uh, you know something different, doesn't it? Which we've touched on getting them behind, putting them behind. Well, yeah, X Factor, yeah, yeah. So um, and you know, it was the match winner again. Goal, goal and an assist every 87 minutes or something now, I think it was, I just read before. Mm, well, you can't knock them figures, can no. you? I mean, you know, it's uh, people, as you say, can talk about shit Andy Carroll's all he wants, but it's like, I mean, uh, even now he's as far removed from a player as Andy Carroll <laughs> as it's likely to be. It's like, I know. you know, if he was like a similar style player to Andy Carroll, he doesn't look like yeah, he's got long hair, yeah, but he... Oh, Andy Carroll used to have a, a big ponytail for a start. It's, I was I, just, I um, just no. 
I was just watching the goal and I was just on Sky and after the goal, Verge goes over to, to Darwin and like gets his arm around his shoulder and, and points him and goes, look at them all, look at the fans, look at them all, look at them all for you and then Darwin <laughs> turns around and goes, yeah! <laughs> a lovely little bit of again great captaincy from the big man there I read something uh, on Twitter before and I didn't get onto it at the time so I need to look for it apparently Virgil took a fan's phone and, and was like taking photos during like that television. no I, that's a Google Pixel we, we've got a we've got a thing with Google Pixel haven't we we've so, got a sponsorship with Google Pixel so, so yes it was then? But it is it is a phone, but I'm not sure if it was like a club representative, or whatever, in the away end. Oh, but like, okay. It, right. It's like it's it's presented by Google Pixel, I think. So I'm, I'm not sure it's what you. Th- it is what it is, but not. Qu- I think it might be more staged than you think it is. So Virgil took, did did he take a phone and take pictures during the celebration? I'd, I've seen the thing on Twitter, but I've seen that it's presented by Google Pixel, which means right. that. Because Google yeah, Pixel. Yeah, Google Pixel's well. thing is that you can shoot things like uh, on the phone. It'll look like it's been done by a, a regular camera. You know that kind of jazz. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't Sacco against Dortmund all them years ago. I know. So someone lost their phone. Some someone lost their phone in the away end, and people they were asking around whose phone is this because it's gone. It wasn't shattered. Luckily, it was it was intact. So, yeah. <sighs> Dortmund, didn't he? Let's not talk about Sacco. What is that, John? What did he do? When uh, Lovren scored the winner yeah. against um, Dortmund, like, a phone ended up in the uh, on the pitch, I think, and Sacco was taking like selfies with it, oh, like, you know, celebrating that. with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as Julian said, let's not talk about Sacco. Let's not talk about Sacco. <laughs> Plus, that kind of sounds a little bit like <laughs> Arsenal behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about Thursday then? What What are we thinking in terms of changes? <laughs> How many changes? <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you know what? It's so hard now because I haven't got a clue. Uh, it's just it's just nigh on impossible to sort of work. Oh, it's a quarter to six kickoff. Lovely. Um, yeah. Ones will all come in probably only. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's put it another way. How many players do you think will start on Thursday who are likely to start against City? And how many should start? Kelleher will start, won't he? Um, Bradley. I think Gomez might play right back, Costas left back. Mm. Because neither are starting against City. Can Dan's play? Has he, has he been named in the Europa League squad? Can he... He's a youth player, so you can play that yeah, you don't have to anyway, name yeah. him. Adrian's yeah, been named in the squad now. So Dan's, I think, might play. Yeah. I think Dan's will definitely play. I think Bradley will be rested. So do I. And I think Gomez might play mm. right back. Um, okay. Kwanzaa and probably Verge at centre-back. Maybe a half each, him and Canate. Yeah, it was the game. It was the cup game, cup wasn't game, it? We yeah. did that, didn't we? I think we'll do that again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout, actually, yeah. Midfield... Uh, Gomez for play, yeah, that's yeah, Connor, McConnell, McConnell um, Clark, mm, Harvey. I think someone, see, yeah, I've seen someone can't keep playing play Harvey. There for Harvey's twenty. Plus yeah, Harvey I'll, might be needed in the front three. I mean, here's the thing, right? We can talk all we want about that game, but that's not that important because you've got the home gate leg. Like, that game, just go there and just 
we're not going to go and keep it tight, but that game's not that important because we've still got the home leg to come later. That City game is more important. That's so why I, really, I wouldn't play any of the starters other no, than Callahan. I, I think you just go, you you play the team, you play, you t- rest all the starters, you play where you can, and there's no shame in whatever happens on you, that you game. You just want a result that you can take back to Anfield where yes. you think, if yeah, we can turn this around. If it's a 2 0 defeat, I'd be confident of turning it around at yeah. Anfield. I just that city game's far too important. So yeah. I really I'm not even that interested in it because the city game's just so important. I just mm-hmm. it, it's all it's it's so you know. And the thing is we might beat them and it might be that Arsenal are then the problem, you know, and so but, but then Arsenal gotta play City. They have, but I mean, you've only beat what's in front of you and City you beat them at Anfield with the with the team that we we're patching together. You know, that that might be that might be what pushes us over the edge. Tom will probably get minutes, won't he? Yeah. As Dave touched on earlier, he'll probably get... Because he'll need them if he's going to start against City. Yeah, this is it, yeah. 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 But do you think Mo will come back in against City? He'll just throw him back in? I think if, if Mo starts training early in the week, I think Mo yeah. will play maybe a half or half an hour against, yeah. against yeah. Prague, and then I think he'll be on the bench against City. Thing he'll be on the bench yeah. against. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you could put him yeah. in from the start. He's he he uh, he had a setback when he got back into the team. He only played forty five minutes. He had a setback that's kept him out for a few weeks. So he's not really mm. trained. So even if he comes back into training this week, I just don't think you could start him in that game. And what an option to have off the bench. Yeah, yeah so I think the midfields. I think someone seen or relatively senior will play with something that these others like. Um, and then maybe as, as a half, and then someone else comes on, like maybe Enzo plays mm-hmm. a half, or yeah. But the kids are gonna play. The kids should be playing in that game, and whatever happens, happens. The fuckers and the kids yeah. over there, they'll probably come away with like a three 0 win or something. That's what they've been doing. <laughs> Fucking training on the start and that. Oh. And... Yeah. I don't know if they're any good or not. I can imagine them being a big physical team though, for some reason. That's just got it in my head. They'll be quite physical. Is that but... just because West Ham have got like a load of big physical yeah, I think that's Czech what bastards? It is. Yeah. <laughs> You're just assuming <laughs> that that's what all Czech players are like now. Yeah, 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 that's it. You know, there's no Paddy Burgers, uh, you know, with a bit of flair. No. Honestly, it's like uh, those days are know, gone. Big, big hard men kind of thing. Yeah. So I can imagine them being a. Uh, and you know it's going to be a good atmosphere there, isn't it? So it'll be an experience for them, like you know, different type of atmosphere, and going to be quite hostile, I could imagine. So, um, yeah, say something for them to look forward to. Yeah, and the main thing for us isn't the results because we've got a second crack at it. The main thing is don't mm. lose any more players. Yeah. And if we can, because we're not really going to have anybody coming back other than Mo. None of the other injured players are likely to be back. You know, I think they've all been reeled out, haven't they? Trent, Curtis, Jota, Allison. Uh, I don't think none of them are coming back for the City game. So we sort of know what the squad's going to be unless we lose somebody else. So fingers crossed we can get through that game without losing any more players. And then, yeah, that City game must win. Um, not going to preview that now because we've no idea who's even going to be available for it. But... Well, I think we're all assuming that they'll beat United comfortably. Yeah. My only hope for that game is that 
you know, I'd take a 2 0 win now for City. It's like, you know, I don't know. Because I think their goal difference is like five or six worse than us and Arsenal, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, if they eat that up tomorrow, it's like, oh, you know, that still could come <laughs> yeah. into play. As an Arsenal level, it's six, it's six goal difference behind. They're going to, they're playing yeah. Sheffield United on Monday. They'll probably mm. pace them everywhere. Could be a Premier um, League yeah. record. That was not what I expected there, John. You know, when you said, like, my only hope is, I thought you were going to say something like Rashford puts on a performance because of the criticism he's been getting and he spoke out. And, no, about, uh, and then you just went the other way. My only hope is that it's just a 2-0, 2-0 win for City. I was like, oh, uh, I, was, I needed something to yeah, cling to I, there, John, yeah. and you just didn't give me it. <laughs> I just wanted the straw to clutch, but no, you, you just you just left me drowning. Okay. It, it's, like United are like they can't you know, under Solskjaer they had like a style where they you know, was effective against City, like they go there, you'll play deep, playing a counter attack and they like they won a couple of games at City. But I just don't think this this United team's got any kind of style or substance to no. where they could You'll come up with some kinds of plan to to do anything. So I think City will win like relatively comfortable, but I just hope it's not like one where it eats into the like the slight advantage that, as I say, we've got in the goal difference overall. Yeah, Carragher describing United style as like a high press with a low block was just fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it, you know, he backed it up with with like video footage and that. The analysis of it mm-hmm. was like was spot on, and fucking ten hogs kicking off about it. I'm like, nah, mate, you shouldn't be responding to what. Well, I, I remember saying. saying to like a few months back when I see United, it's like you've got like one like sort of holding midfielder, it's Casemiro who can't run, and it, it, like the two other midfielders play like that's high up, and it's just like. The wide open, gaps all over the place. Yeah, it's a, a weird, weird setup kind of thing. Plus, like they're not very good anyway. So you know, it's, yeah, uh, they need a know, miracle. I think, I think I'll, I'll watch it until City score. I think, and then I'm just it's about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, uh, well, I was being generous <laughs> on the WhatsApp. I said seventh minute probably, but. Yeah, City always had seemed to score early against United. They like they've had some drubbins there, haven't they, in recent years? So I think last year they got beat six three or something there. So yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll watch it till City scored and it's not interested then. I I give United zero chance of getting anything there. They need a miracle. Mm. It, it the only chance they've got is if like City got a red card. And they Even ride then. the luck, and you know, <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, but yeah. they'd still have to ride the luck because City would still have loads of chances. You'd need one of those mm. games where it just doesn't go in, and then like they just get like United get a sucker punch, counter attack, or a set piece because basically they need a miracle. I don't see any way, and that's not like because I'm thinking City are like amazing because I don't think City are playing anywhere near the level that you'd expect them to. And mm. I always give teams a, a punch's chance. Like, I didn't think it was a foregone conclusion that they'd beat Brentford. And, you know, Brentford mm. gave it one a good nil, goal. It's it yeah. only 1-0, yeah. Bournemouth mm. as well. I thought Bournemouth had a shot at it. And, you know, Bournemouth mm. gave them a good game and just narrowly lost 1-0. I just don't see United doing anything. I just think they're too shit. No. I, don't, I don't think they've got a hope. So that's why today is, like, massive. Because I think you said right at the start, Jules, we were looking at, like, potentially... After Monday night, we'd we'd have been third, which mm. would have been mm. just a real body blow going into the city game next week. But instead, 
we're we're going to be above City going into that game now, no matter what. So that's like important. Puts pressure on them. They've got to come to Anfield and try to beat us. A draw's not not really uh, Arsenal, great for them. Do so. Arsenal play before us in City this weekend? Ne- next weekend, sorry. I think they must do because we're like half three on yeah, Sunday, Sunday, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they might beat the Monday night game next week and I'll be out this week. Yeah, I don't think you get not. two in a row, would you? Palace did, didn't he? Arsenal are playing um, Brentford at home on the Saturday at five thirty. Yeah, so. don't know much out there. Yeah, Palace no had two Monday night games recently. Um, it's Chelsea, and then the week after against Everton, so a bit random. But yeah, yeah so Arsenal will probably be top. Anything else is a a bonus if, uh, if we're still top right, by the time we play City on the Listen, night if we go, if Arsenal somehow ma- manage to conspire to drop points in that Brentford game and we go into that game on Sunday with Arsenal having dropped points, then that, I, I, I think that's like, that'll charge us up even more, mm. to be honest mm. with you. I thought you were going to say that's like the title decider. <laughs> No, no, because it's still only ages March. to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it's only March. It's there's still there's still two way, but it would just be such a boost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I think Arsenal will they'll definitely beat Sheffield United, probably beat Brentford. I do think Arsenal have got one of those games in them now where they'll shit the bed. Um But it probably won't be one we think is gonna happen, right? No, no, it'll probably be an unexpected one, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the main thing is we've we found a way to get get the win today. Unbelievable, like late drama, like we've been doing all the time. But yeah, psychologically the damage that does to our rivals is massive. So great day for us. Um, roll on next week now. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back after that one next week. Well, we'll be back after the the Prague game. Uh, me, Chris, and John B will be doing that one, I think. And then yeah, we'll be. We'll be on Sunday night after the City game. So, until then, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. The best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this, was boom. (laughs) 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 What was this? It was really good.